Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This is the John Oakley Show podcast. Uh, but, you know, when I see these headlines, I weep. I weep because I'm, I'm looking at our city, you know, history going out the window. But after 90 years in business, the Tulip Steakhouse, one of the originals in the city, is shutting its doors. And, and if you've been there, you know it. It's one of those local haunts that's uh, been around forever. You know, they dish up these monster plates of food, including, yes, steaks. Steaks that are pretty good, but for really low prices. And this Queen uh, East favorite is closing its doors after their rent costs jump by ten grand a month. And when a, and when a rent rent jumps that high so fast, it is generally a sign that a developer's come in. Condos not far behind, which is pretty much what Toronto's turning into. It's just one giant nonstop soulless condo, which to me just takes the soul out of a city. And just you get these small neighborhood haunts that just disappear. I mean, we just lost the hundred and seventy year old wheat chief. That broke my heart. The oldest tavern, gone. I mean, is there no love or hunger to hold on to any part of our past anymore? I mean, is this where we're headed? Mike Filey is a Toronto historian, writes also for the Toronto Sun as a columnist since 1975. Hello there, Mike. How are you? Well, you're running out of things to write about. All your history is being erased. I find these headlines, and I think this is one of the things about Toronto that, that discourages me the most. They seem to want to be erase almost all the good old stuff. Well, that's why we got to preserve what we got, what little we got left. You know, people say to me, well, why are they preserving that old building? It's not worth anything. Well, the fact is that anything we're saving has pretty well been ripped down. So mm-hmm. we got to put the brakes on somehow. Now, I'm not suggesting for one minute that we keep everything mm-hmm. that's more than five years old. What I'm saying is that there must be ways to to reutilize it or redevelop it. And a good a good point, it gives me a chance to talk about my column that will run this Sunday, and that is the Loblaws Warehouse down at the corner of Bathurst and um, Lakeshore. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. What they've done with it, I mean, they could have just as easily torn it down and there would have been another iconic structure gone. And a lot of people probably say, ah, so what? But what they've done, I mean, somebody should take a look. Uh, your, your listeners might want to take a look at the website or Google. Of course, Google knows everything. And you'll see what's proposed for that corner. You can't say to a developer, keep it, period. And we don't work that way in this country. You've got to say, please keep it, and here's what we can do to ensure that you get something out of the mix. And, uh, and it's awful to say that because we're not England where they have the trust over there, and if it's old, you keep it regardless, or we'll, we'll do this to you or do that to you. We've got to work with the developer. That That is almost... Um, sacrilegious, perhaps, to some people, but that's the only way to work. I know. And, and I, I agree with you. Not every old building is worth preserving or saving. Some of them are just not interesting enough to save. I mean, I'm from Hamilton, and, and one thing about Hamilton is they, thankfully, they have preserved the old architecture. They've got some beautiful buildings, and I love that because it, the city tells a story, and, and now it's gentrifying, but they still have that old story that, that is told through the yeah. buildings and through the city core. I don't see that in Toronto, though. That's the problem, is that we tear it down, and, and then you think... 
what happened to it? I mean, um, the Matador Ballroom comes to mind. I mean, there was a guy who bought that, wanted to preserve it, bring it back to life, spent millions of dollars. The city made it impossible for him to reopen this wonderful old, you know, live m- music venue. And, and inevitably he gave up and it's been sold off to a developer. It'll become a parking lot. And there you go. Another piece of, of, yep. of architecture that's just going to be erased. On the other hand, take the Palace Theater on Bloor Street West. The fellow... Mm-hmm got the theater and said, you know, I, this is too too nice to tear down, and people might want to take a wander by there and see what they've done with this iconic landmark, or what they called in the old days the NABES, N-A-B-E-S, for neighborhood theaters. When I was a kid, I grew up at Bloor and Bathurst, and we had a whole flock of NABES, neighborhood theaters. They're all gone now, mm-hmm. basically all gone now. But again... You get to a point now, I love Hamilton because I love the back streets of Hamilton. Mm -hmm. You wander, and and to me, it's like going through my city as it was when I was a teenager. There was still lots of heart left in it. And some of those back streets remind me very much of, of my city as it was when I was growing up. So... You know, I know Hamilton. I don't know it well enough. I would love someone to take me by the hand. And I'll go with you Hamilton. one day. It's my. It's. Uh, it's. Uh, I have a lot of history there with uh, with my family. But it, you know, it, t- it does. It tells a story. And when we're there, we'll go to Hutch's and have one of those twelve-inch hot dogs. Abs- it's still around. It's yeah. still around. Yeah. And the Trocadero for some uh, meatballs and spaghetti. That's there you uh, go. That's Italian around. Still around. We're gonna be busy <laughs> and chubby, <laughs> uh, but nonetheless, um, you know, I can certainly. You know, I know you don't want to blame it on the millennials, but do the millennials drive any kind of part of this? Because, you know, look, they're looking for housing. They need it cheap. You know, it's easier to put up a condo, sell it off to the millennials. And I'm not sure that they care so much about the vibe of a community. I mean, when you hear of like a place like the Tulip shutting down or, or the Wheat Sheaf, those are meeting places for the community. Those are places that bring a community to life instead of just some rando big box store. Yeah, you don't know what side of the fence to be on with this kind of thing because the city has to live and grow and so on, but it it can grow in a way that is is beneficial to everybody who lives here. I have my wife and I have on occasion thought about. Well, I grew up in Toronto. She arrived from Czechoslovakia back in '49, and you know we've been around the city a long time, and I I certainly have seen it change. And people say, is that good or is that bad? I'm not sure. I have a definitive answer for that. There are good parts of it. Uh, and there are not so good parts of it. The tulip comes to mind for me because I used to do streetcar tours mm-hmm. <laughs> out of the uh, Russell Car House, which is just along the street from the tulip. And the people now, most of them have moved on to other car houses and the uh, streetcars, of course. Uh, the ones that I was familiar with when we did the tours uh, have moved on. But we used to go into the tulip. And you would sit in the front window there, and the windows would shake when the new streetcars <laughs> went by. And to me, that was that was Toronto. That was the sound of Toronto, uh, the shaking window, the tulip restaurant with a plate you couldn't possibly eat mm-hmm. all at one go. You know, th- that's where pockets came in handy. But it, the, the tulip gone, um, you know, there are lots of them. Another one that comes to mind, if, if we're on the subject of, of restaurants that I can recall, Captain John's restaurant down yeah. on the waterfront. I know. I don't. As as a kid in uh, you know elementary school, we the field trip to to the boat. It was a, a huge thrill, and then over decades, it was becoming. It became kind of an embarrassment. But I do wish that they had found a way to bring it back to some kind of glory because you just that's a destination place. Maybe a bit too touristy for Torontonians, but it's a neat and different uh, avenue and venue that you yeah. can go to. Well, the story of Captain John Letnick yeah. and and his. His problems with the waterfront people, it it just wasn't going to fit. Now, you and I think it could have. 
Uh, and I'm sure there were a lot of people that thought, you know, with a little bit of, of thinking, they could have retained the vessel. They could have done various things with it. But there were politics involved, and it it, it didn't have a chance, quite frankly. You know, John never had a never had any um, real estate moxie. Yeah. To, I mean, he couldn't fight the politics of it. The boat was going to go no matter what happened. Um, and it's unfortunate. I mean, there are all kinds of those restaurants. I mean, I remember Friends as a kid. <laughs> yeah. And there are a couple of Friends restaurants still left, but it's it's different. I remember going into the Friends at St. Clair and Young, and the exactly waitress, when you ordered something, she'd say, you don't want that. Yeah, there you go. Honesty honesty came with the meal. But, you know, there are some some moments, I mean, there's some development up at Young and St. Clair where they've kept, uh, you know, the outside of a church, uh, the outside, and built it into the infrastructure of a new condo. I don't have a yeah. problem with that. You've got the Art Gallery of, uh, of, of, of uh, Toronto where they took the, you know, the exterior, kept everything old, and then added on something very modern. That, I think, should be something that um, Toronto politicians should start looking to kind of mandating. It's interesting that you mentioned Deer Park United Church uh, at St. Clair and Avenue Road, actually St. Clair and Fox Bar. Uh, when I was working for the Ministry of the Environment right on the corner, that was our church, not in a religious sense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we used to go there Christmas Eve, but it was, a, uh, they had the, I understand, the oldest continually in use gymnasium in the city. And we'd be kicked out from basketball while they went in there to film a, a commercial of one sort or another because they enjoyed the color of the walls in the shower stalls. <laughs> Which were probably a nice uh, off-yellow. What you say is right. Anybody going by that corner today will be absolutely stunned at what they've they've kept the facade of Deer Park, but in behind is this new condo tower called, I think, the Blue Diamond or something like that. So they've they've done what you do in Toronto, and that Mm -hmm. is facadism. You keep the front, you do what you want behind it, and everybody's supposed to go away happy. That's the plan. Well, well, you know. I mean, that's exactly the way it works in this country. We don't have the power. The provincial government through the Ontario Heritage Trust just doesn't have the power to say, you shall not tear that down, period. Not in Toronto. Not in Toronto, but they do no. elsewhere. Yeah. Uh, well, learn maybe from Hamilton. And when you go there, <laughs> let me know. I will uh, show you some hidden secrets that you probably yeah. don't know about. Mike, Sounds thank great. you. Thanks so much. Uh, that is Mike Filey, and he's going to write uh, write up, I guess, something about the history of a little area of Toronto, a gem. And you can read him, of course, in uh, the Toronto Sun. I'll never understand that. You go into some of these neighborhoods where these beautiful old big houses, like you go up to Forest Hill in those areas. And everyone wants to tear them down. I'm like, what are you doing? They're magnificent. You don't get craftsmanship like those old houses. You can make them newish, newer, but they just in tear it down, put them up a McMansion with, and they all look the same. They all look the same. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio.